Hello, Zachary. Hello, Jetty. Good to see you again. As always, a pleasure to see you. <laughs> uh, and to everyone out there, welcome back to Scratch the Hog, um, where we talk about all things food. All things food. Two dudes talking about foods. Uh, Is that the slogan? Two dudes talking about foods. <laughs> that is that that is it the whole premise yeah we may not is... <laughs> go ahead what no go ahead. i was gonna say we, we may not know what we're talking about half the time but we we we, it, we seem to make sense of it we say it with confidence and i feel like that's most of just making people believe what you say <laughs> is that we say it with real conviction yeah you say it with <laughs> if, with real gusto anyone will believe you yeah, that's true. That is yeah. true. So, uh, are we? This is episode. This is the fourth episode, right? Episode four. Man, did you think we'd make it this many episodes? I, I'm thinking that we'll make it to episode ten, and, and then who knows where it? Yeah, who knows where we'll go from there? Okay, yeah. that's fair. I look forward to the next six episodes <laughs> with you, and then never talking to you again. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. So I guess maybe for our listeners, if they also have liked the last four episodes and look forward to the next six, uh, like subscribe, it makes a big difference. It really does. You know, we're missing. We need some stars. Hit the star buttons, write comments, review us um, and also email us like we uh, we love the uh, interaction and the dialogue. So email us at scratch the hog at gmail dot com. We read all the email. emails email (laughs) we read them all they all come in um but yeah yeah so what have you been up to um so basically just you know trying to wrap up as much stuff as i can uh because mandy and i are headed down to west palm beach in two days yeah yeah her parents have a house down there um and we're trying to make it an annual thing where we go down for mandy's birthday okay at the end of february um just because the weather down there in february is perfect like a solid 75 to 80 degrees not humid you could just break break a light sweat um okay and, and then that's it it's it's wonderful Okay. Yeah. Well, it um, we had some surprise uh, snow here today. Do you have any weather d- where down in Pittsburgh? We had maybe like ten flurries all day. Oh, I woke up and I had yeah. to shovel twice. Um, it was oh, crummy. It's like I thought we were skating yeah. by, um, going to get through February. And in like, I, there's like chives growing out of my um, chai, like the pot that I gr- like, mm. you know, grew them in. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, this is weird seeing like things start to uh sprout in um february but uh mm-hmm. that everything died this morning so it's fine oh yep yep yeah. um we currently have uh lilies chives dandelions not dandelions yes. daffodils yeah. uh tulips they're all they're everything, all the, convinced that yeah, it's the, spring. T- the tulips are were popping so so wait when you guys how long are you going to be in uh west is that that's like miami area right miami uh, uh south beach bringing the heat uh yeah you listen to big lily style when you go down there oh absolutely oh dude let me tell you the one time we went down there we rented a uh convertible i believe it was a um uh dodge charger convertible just okay. driving through miami just blasting 
blasting that song and it was, Ser- are you, uh, I, I, you're being serious right i hope i'm so. being serious oh, yeah, i love yeah, it of course love yeah it. <laughs> of course it's nothing like some big willy style to get you yeah. in the mood <laughs> yeah. what way to you know to tell all the <laughs> native miami people that you know we <laughs> to, to convince them that we are from uh miami um, yeah yeah we're probably driving around like vehicle with like arizona license plates oh <laughs> yeah just, totally yeah, yeah. <laughs> like tennessee plates or something yeah something like that. that's funny um but yeah we're gonna be down there for a week um which is the longest that we've been down that that we're gonna be down there mm-hmm. last year and the year before we've only been for like four or five days but we figured why not spend a whole week down there just to gather up as much sun as we can because we all know in pennsylvania we get at like 50 days of like actual sunny weather so <laughs> i think it's 58 but yeah i just looked that up yeah. recently oh. yeah <laughs> actually it's funny you say that because i have my like vitamin uh d supplements right here uh, oh I yeah mean, getting, I, getting as I, much I, of d in as you can i meant to take them before we got on this call so if i weirdly start taking a bunch of vitamins in the middle of this call or you know or a podcast that's why um because i'm old i'm an old man now and i have to take fish oil and fiber. So what do you, uh, what's the, what's, what do you guys do? What's the food in, in West Palm? What do you guys, uh, you go out, you cook? How's it, how's it work? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, so yeah, Mandy, like I said earlier, Mandy's parents have a house down there and they have a really nice, uh, kitchen. So, um, typically, uh, we'll cook like half of the time we're there. Other half mm-hmm. of the time, we'll go out to eat. Um, some days, we'll just like kind of travel around and snack on stuff throughout the day. Uh, but the one thing that we look forward to the most, at least what I look forward to the most, are Cubanos. I was uh, gonna ask if you if you hit the Cuban food, nice. Oh, I, oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, it's it's phenomenal down there. Yeah. Uh, and for for people who don't know what Cubano sandwiches are, excuse me, they are sandwiches. That are it starts with a uh, crusty, um, long sub, like crusty sub roll with sliced pork, sliced ham, Swiss cheese, yellow mustard, and pickles. That's brushed with butter and then pressed in like a panini press or just like any type of press. So it's really thin, and the outside gets crispy, but mm-hmm. the inside is like. M- uh, I was gonna say the the the, the dreaded M word, uh, succulent, <laughs> meaty, yeah, tangy, juicy. It's, uh, it's amazing. It's one of my favorite sandwiches ever. Oh, they are good. Um, I feel like I need to make one because they are so good. And uh, you don't need a press either at home if you mm-hmm. want to make one. You could just yeah. use like a if you have a, two cast irons, you could stack them up or. Um, you could wrap a brick in um, aluminum foil. Yeah. That's a good that's a tip way. for you. Yeah. Go find a dirty old brick outside, <laughs> wrap, wrap it in tin foil and press your sandwich in your cast iron with it. You know? Yeah. If you, if you live in Pennsylvania, you have a brick lying around your house somewhere. There is 20 bricks within a block of your house. Like just, just loose. Yeah. Like you could just go find them. They're everywhere. Yeah. They're Ask falling. <laughs> falling from the sky yeah ask your neighbor go over to like borrow some sugar if people still do that hey can i have some sugar can i have a brick can I have some just flour? just leave just like pull one out of their sidewalk or something on your way home yeah they're not gonna miss it like yeah it's fine 
Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that sounds like uh, fun. Do you, do you um, uh, try and get a, your fill of, uh, you know, coastal seafood while you're down there too? Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 What's what what's coming out of the ocean down there? Like what's uh, shrimp? Um, yeah. de- definitely shrimp. Um, Jonah crab. Like, OK, mostly. Like, yeah. Uh, Jonah crab claws or stone crab. I, I think they're also called. Um, oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I'll like, you know, um, yeah, mostly crab, like shellfish, um, mollusks, like mussels, clams, like that, that type of thing. Are, are really big down there. Um, I know lionfish is a thing down down there too. Oh. Like you can eat, yeah, you can eat lionfish, um, which we've never, we actually haven't, are we've they seen it at in, a store, but. Are they an invasive species? I, uh, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I don't know either. I think they're kind of territorial. I was wondering if, because I saw that they kind of had more, um, uh, I feel like I never saw people eating them, and all of a sudden now you have to be careful too, right? Because there's like kind of a poisonous spike. So I assume when they're breaking them down, um, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be some sort. You can't be like a schmuck like us. Like I, we'd probably, you know, kill ourselves or you know, oh, yeah. go into yeah. some sort of cardiac <laughs> arrest or something trying to break down a lionfish. Yeah, I think they <laughs> snip um, like the spikes. Okay. To, yeah, so you don't. Um, prick yourself but got it um but i, I will i'll i'll make note of all this and i'll come back in our next oh, episode I'll let teach you know. me about lionfish yeah. <laughs> cool cool um nice so i I, I, I forgot like the last time we we chatted um we didn't talk about and i wanted to sort of talk about this because two episodes in episode two i was gearing up to go to the, the ice cream course right and mm-hmm. then um i don't know we we were like in a frat state of recording episode three and we were just hitting everything. And then we sort of, sort of glazed over the, the ice cream thing. So um, I was hoping I could tell you about the ice cream class. I want to know all about it. Yeah. So uh, for those of you that are just tuning in today and didn't listen to episode uh, episodes one through three shame, but um, <laughs> my brother and I went to um, uh, Penn state's uh, food science program and did their uh ice cream one-on-one class so it was like a three-day intensive and it was intense it was very intense basically 7 30 to 5 30 every day that's a lot of ice cream well it was that not well the first so the first day was lecture and then uh saturday and sunday the mornings were lecture and the afternoons were labs so the labs were like in their um you know, like many little um, facility, like manufacturing facility uh, and, uh, you know, you seeing the machinery and talking to reps of like machines and stuff and, you know, testing all the sorts, you know, actually seeing the stuff get made. Uh, but the, there's a lot of science, learned a lot of science, learned about ice cream, learned about what ice cream is technically and legally. Um, it was awesome, man. It was really, really cool. Got a diploma. So basically a ice cream expert now. You're certified. You're you're bona fide ice cream maker. A bona, I'm bona fide. I am. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. My brother and I are like starting this ice cream journey, and uh, we've we've experimented uh, with some different, a couple different ice cream base recipes. 
um, just using them on our uh, like my countertop ice cream machine or his countertop ice cream machine. He made a peanut butter ice cream, too. And mm. I texted him and asked him how it was. And he actually didn't reply. Now I think about it. Um, <laughs> He's too busy eating it to, yeah, to actually respond. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we made a couple like vanilla uh, bases. So typically, um, when you make ice cream, you really only make a few different bases, and you add things to them. So uh, the things you add to them uh, could be uh, pastes or inclusions or um, you know flavorings, all that sort of stuff. Um, so we learned we learned a lot about that. But what's really interesting is like. Basically, I have this un. Well, I've always liked cows, so let's start there. I thought I always thought cows are really like this cool, majestic animal. You know, they're like mm-hmm. they're just really lovely animals. They give us a lot. They, you know, they they eat grass. They produce fertilizer. Um, they produce milk. Uh, they produce meat. You know, they're really cool animals. Um, so I have always really kind of been intrigued by cows. But what I didn't really realize is how perfect dairy is, milk is for making ice cream. Like the the like the compounds that are in milk are so good for creating ice cream. And I and I so they're like there's the right amount of milk fat. Mm-hmm. There's the right amount of water. And then there's, you know, this thing called lactose, which is like a really great emulsifier and uh, binder. Right. So all those things exist in the world uh, already in milk. When you start trying to do things like make vegan ice cream, which isn't healthy ice cream, you have mm-hmm. to like replicate all that stuff. So you're mm-hmm. using like, coconut oil or palm oil and emulsifiers and binders and all this sort of stuff that just exists with, mm-hmm. with milk. Um, so it's pretty cool. It was really, really neat. Um, you know, just some things to, uh, other, other couple things, uh, ice cream, because it's a term that's like fe- uh, federally regulated, like, you know, you can't, you or I can't just make anything, freeze it, and put it on a shelf called ice cream. It has to meet certain mm-hmm. standards. Uh, and one of those standards is that it has to be 10% um, fat. Like, mm-hmm. that's the minimum standard for ice cream, um, well, which is which is kind of interesting. And um, I don't know that there's necessarily a uh, amount of sweetener that it has to be. But, um, you know, sugar in general... Uh, depresses the freezing temperature. So the more sweet or the more sugar you add, uh, the harder it is to freeze. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard that before. Um, Cause Mandy's really into making ice cream. She makes amazing ice cream. Mm. Um, like the flavors that she comes up with are awesome. I think later down the road, we should definitely, you know, have you two just chat about ice cream. Yeah. Like the cool whole stuff. episode could be about ice cream. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we, yeah, we watched a video where to, you know, add like a fruit swirl to ice cream to prevent mm. it from freezing. You need to add a lot of sugar. So it still has that kind of jammy, runny mm-hmm. consistency. Well, even with like fruit, like if you just put straight fruit into your ice cream, it'll basically turn into 
um, like pure ice and right. it will, it will suck to eat. So mm-hmm. off, you have to like macerate it or, um, you know, coat things in chocolate or candy them. Uh, and that's not, that's, that's like by design. So, uh, you're not the other really interesting thing too, that I learned about. And when you think about when you're shopping, like if you're shopping for ice cream, uh, in the store and you're looking at prices and you're like, well, why is one, one price and why is the other, another price? Uh, it's air basically. It's a, it's a, a product. It's, it's called, oh, it's a, it's a element called overrun and overrun is the amount of air that gets incorporated into your ice cream. So if I have one quart of ice cream base, I put it in the machine and I get two quarts of ice cream out. That is 100% overrun. So I effectively doubled the amount of money that I can make on my base, right? Uh, some, some, you know, like lower quality brands can go 120% overrun and like really ultra premium brands are uh, probably under 40, you know, 50% overrun. Uh, it's not necessarily a good or a bad thing, uh, but it really, it, it, ta- it changes how the mouth feels or the ice cream feels in your mouth and how it tastes and everything. Um, so you get so, more of like a, like more creamy, luxurious yeah, texture with denser. the lower than. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So you think about something like gelato, right? Mm-hmm. And gelato isn't a regulated term, um, but typically it's, there's less fat in gelato and less mm-hmm. o- less overrun in gelato and the reason for that so that when you get like if you ever get gelato it's a smaller cup that doesn't right. mean that you have less product it just means you have less air than a big you know mul- monstrous multi scoops of ice cream um but the thing about gelato is like you have like all of these like flavors right pistachio almond um uh melon and if you can remove the air and uh, lower the fat content, you taste those flavors a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also um, serve it as a, at a lower temperature, which uh, I don't know if like a good analogy would be like if you ever have like a really cold, crappy beer is drinkable. As mm-hmm. that beer gets warmer, it becomes less drinkable, right? So um, mm-hmm. <laughs> y- y- there's like the colder a thing is, the less of it you taste. Um, so if you know, the, the reason you kind of have gelato at a lower temperature is you want to taste all the other things too. So that's probably enough uh, of a rant on ice cream, but it's super interesting. Um, yeah, well, maybe one more thing. We did get a commercial, a small sort of commercial style ice cream machine at a food auction or uh, like a restaurant auction. Um, so we're going to be working to get that hooked up and, uh, running. And I'll, uh, that could be a saga. Hopefully not. Hopefully it works pretty well. And we're off to the races. I cannot wait to see that. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. Pretty excited. Um, but it was really cool. It was just like a fun, I can't tell you like the last time I had, I mean, we've been out of college for how long now? And, um, it was really neat to just sort of be back in like a pure undistracted learning environment. It was kind of refreshing and cool and to do something that, uh, was completely different to anything else that, you know, my brother or I, you know, have studied. So it was neat. Really, really neat. That's awesome. Now, did you learn about how to make um, sorbets or mm-hmm. like um, frozen yogurts, like that type of thing? Yeah, yeah. So um, there's, 
they talk a lot about your formulation and um, basically how to get uh, the right um, to, how to how to formulate your product, right? Sugar, um, dairy, water, uh, you know, milk fat, um, you know, milk fat or sorry, milk, solids, non-fat, like all of those elements have to like be in their right proportions and you have to adjust them based on the stuff that you put in. So if you put in, you know, macerated fruit, you're adding sugar into your ice cream base. So that probably means your, your recipe needs to come back on sugar. If you add pistachio paste or some sort of nut paste to your base, you're adding a lot of fat to your ice cream. So you're, you're increasing the fat content. So you probably have to adjust that, um, and account for that. So maybe instead you cut back on the cream or something. So, um, yeah, but, uh, sorbet, I mean, sorbet is pretty straightforward. Um, yeah, but you know, it, it was such like a cool foundational type of, um, stuff. We even learned a lot about, uh, plant-based, um, you know, non-dairy, uh, frozen desserts. And if it's not ice cream, you call it a frozen dessert too. So, right. Okay. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was really, really, really cool. And, uh, I'm excited for this journey. I keep calling it a journey because I don't know what else to call it, but it is a journey. Yeah, it is a journey through a, a, a frozen oasis of creaminess. <laughs> I kind of hope to, um, just like, again with this machine that uh we have um get it running and be able to just you know make uh pints and pack pints probably gelato i i love gelato and uh gelato's amazing it would be cool to just sort of have like pints of gelato that we're experimenting with and Mm -hmm. you know having them out to family and friends and all that sort of stuff so you can make me a pistachio gelato if, is, if, you, have, if it, you have time. It's the greatest. Pistachio gelato is the greatest. Uh, that's that's basically all I ate when Manny and I went to Sicily many years ago. Um, had so, gelato every single day. As you the should. Gelato there is fa- yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, and gel- uh, pistachio gelato was definitely my favorite. Yeah, it's so good. There. Yeah, it's, so it's good. amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 Uh, but that's uh, awesome to hear. I cannot wait um, to see your journey. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, okay. So moving on. Yeah. Uh, what What did you have for dinner this week? Anything good? I uh, I did. I did. So uh, last, well, I guess, what was it? Maybe Sunday. Uh, Jess and I were sitting around and you're like, uh I sort of looked at her and I was like, are you in the mood for tikka masala? And she was like, yeah. And we don't have an Indian restaurant here. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go down to the store. I'll buy some naan. I'll get the things for tikka masala. I have, I usually have, I have all the spices I needed. I, you know, garam masala and um, turmeric and, you know, everything. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, we'll do it. I haven't made it before, but how hard can it be? You know, we got a Dutch oven. I don't have a tangine. Is that what it is? Tangine? Um, but a Dutch oven works uh, fine. Tar- yeah. yeah. Tajine. Um, tajine. Yeah. So, um, yeah, ran down to the store. They were out of non and I was like a little bit miffed because I was like, well, <laughs> should I try and get some tomorrow? But I was like, no, you know what? I'm just going to make the non. I got the time. I got the time. I can figure this out, Zach. I'm resourceful. Um, 
So I, uh, I, I use the, um, New York times food app. I, I do like that app a lot. It is so handy if I'm walking around the grocery store or just need to like look up a few recipes or, you know, having a, like a party or something and you're just looking for inspiration, the mm-hmm. New York times food app is pretty good. There are some things that kind of bother me about it, but um, mm-hmm. mostly like their search feature kind of sucks. Cause you have to type everything. You have to spell everything correctly. And I'm just like a notoriously bad speller. So it's a little bit frustrating, but um, um, <laughs> there's a lot of great recipes on that. So um, I found a quick non-recipe, well, a relatively quick non-recipe. I think, you know, total time, maybe like three hours with two proofs. And um, uh, the tikka masala recipe, it was so good, man. And uh, I basically replicated, um, I put my pizza stone in the top rack of the oven and cranked it to like 500 degrees. Um, And when I rolled out my non-dough, uh, I kind of switched the switch it to broiler. So it was getting heat from both sides. That was pretty intense. And it worked pretty well, honestly, like for like skating by the minimum amount of proofing, um, they puffed, they puffed up and they were, I've had worse non for sure. That wasn't yeah. mine. Yeah, it was good. It was really <laughs> good. I've just been eating cold tikka masala all week for, for Ooh. lunch. Cold Indian food. Indian food in general. I know, but it cold left like leftover cold Indian food hits different. And I love it. Love Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I don't know what it is about cold Indian food that it's just, it's so good. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I have no idea. Um, any, any type of Indian food. Yeah. Yeah. So I had Um, a bunch of, um, uh, rice leftover too. And, uh, I was like, you know, I was eating so much tikka masala. I was like, well, what else can I make with this? Um, and I did like a Japanese rice and egg breakfast dish. Um, mm. So, and I've been kind of riffing on that too this week, but basically mm-hmm. oil the pan, put your rice in. And uh, I, the recipes I say to only like say soy sauce, but uh, I put some rice wine vinegar in it. And some fish sauce, because I just love the taste of fish sauce. And, you know, one or two sort of scrambled eggs, take it off the heat and mix it all together. Oh, man, dude, like, it's crazy good flavor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, fish sauce is, is one of those things where, like, I, I have I still have a bottle that's I don't know how many years old. It's probably fine. Oh, oh yeah. No, it's, yeah. It, it's, yeah, totally fine. Um it's it's just one of those things where I don't like the smell, but it's such an important yeah, part. It of, smells terrible. Yeah, it's oh, I can't, I do not like the smell, but yeah. the the way that it adds just like a certain little hint of it. It's just like such an important part, um, of you know. Man, I cannot talk today. <laughs> no, I, I know what you're saying because <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. Like, well, yeah. because it changes how it tastes, but it doesn't taste how it smells or tastes straight. Like, I, you wouldn't take yeah. a shot of fish sauce, and a little bit goes a long way. You know, like a tablespoon mm-hmm. or you know, a tablespoon and a half, depending on what you're yeah. using. But, um, you know, it's the umami flavor. There's saltiness there, and there's a, like a little bit of funk. You know, mm-hmm. it is a little bit of acidic. So. 
it it does it it is really hard to describe like what it does to the dish other than like kind of make your mouth salivate you know like when you're eating mm-hmm. it in the back you know like it does that yeah. thing and yeah. it's you, and it, it's like you can't stop eating it it's so good now when you add your fish sauce to your dish when yeah. you're cooking do you add it around the rim of the pan so it caramelizes as it goes down? That's a good question. So uh, I've made this dish like three times this week because I had a bunch of rice. And um, the first time it was just rice and egg. And then I had chicken thighs. So I chopped up an onion and then grated some garlic and ginger and then put the chicken in and, you know, made made like more of another meal. And um, some I was putting it just on top and I was just sort of incorporating it, but I didn't, I had like a well, like an open space. And I, one of the times just poured it on there. And then like, you know, you get that big, you know, fish sauce smell right up the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but it was like, Hmm, you know, that might've done something differently to your point. Cause it like starts to caramelize that flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at, at my last job, there was a, a chef that worked there. Um, and, you know, since he was a chef, I was like really fascinated with like his life story, where he worked, like his techniques and things like that. And he told me that if you, yeah, if you caramelize it, you know, swirl it around the sides of the pan, caramelizes as it goes down, it just, you know, bumps up that umami flavor. And you okay. don't really get like that kind of fish sauce fish sauce type flavor. Like it really amplifies it. Yeah. I could totally see that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what my food's been um, this week. It's been, it was good. It was actually like, I felt super creative and uh, well nourished. If that, you know, like sometimes, you know, some weeks you go and you're just like, what the hell I've been eating on crackers and stuff. Maybe not you, but sometimes I get that way. (laughs) Um, You're just like skating from one, you know, weird thing in the pantry to the next um but no this week i feel good i feel really good i haven't been drinking either though for a while so yeah that's good not you know we talk about not drinking but um not that i drink a lot like it wasn't that at all Mm -hmm. but it's it's interesting to like not have like a cadence of oh you're gonna go have some like social drink event this week or do something to just not do that or to go out and then decide to not do that. It kind of changes mm-hmm. and we could probably dig into that. Cause I know you've been sort of um, uh, in that as well, but I want to know what you've been cooking this week. So yeah, this week was weird mainly because we're trying to use up as much stuff as we can in the fridge. So it doesn't go bad. Um, so Monday, I was actually off on Monday and I'm trying to mm. remember what I cooked. President's Day. It was President's Day. What did I make? Oh, I remember. So, sorry, this week has just been like super crazy. So I'm like trying to remember everything. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm going to throw these fiber pills in my mouth while you keep talking about what you <laughs> ate. Get that D in your mouth. Fiber pills. <laughs> um. So on Monday, we made this um, Italian sausage, bean and kale type of stew. Um, That sounds wonderful. Almost bordering pasta fajoule, but there was no pasta. And the types of beans that we used was called Royal Corona. 
beans from Rancho Gordo, and they are actually bigger than Gigante beans. I would say they're about maybe an inch of an, an inch and a half long. Like what were they? Huge. What are they called? Royal Corona. Royal Corona beans, and this is from that um, your your Bean Daddy place, <laughs> Rancho Gordo. Yeah. Yeah, Bean yeah. Daddy. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> um, and then, nice. yeah, they're, fa- they're fantastic. They take a while to cook. Um, even if you let them soak overnight, they still take maybe like two hours to cook because they're, they're huge. Um, but the skins are a little bit firm but still tender, and the insides are nice and soft and starchy and delicious. Um so it was yeah, it was basically the stew of sausage, beans, kale, um, and then we did a like mirepoix, celery, onion, carrots, garlic, olive oil, clabber and chilies, like Ooh. super super comforting, like you know amazing. Was there like a stock or broth or tomato thing element? Oh uh, yes, uh, a can of whole. Uh, peeled tomatoes that I, I squished with my bare hands. Oh, mm. yeah. You squished me with your bare hands. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> what is this? Maybe, maybe this will go more than 10 episodes. Who knows? <laughs> it might turn into something else. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's a, I, I love, I love like those types of um, meals, especially this time of the year where they're kind of like that pasta vizole Esque. Mm-hmm. is it a stew is it a pasta is it a broth you know like I, those things are just so good and you could just yeah. like scoop them all day oh, i love those types of things i love them and, and there's just you can you can they're so create like you can just change whatever you're putting in them you know oh yeah it's like whatever you yeah. have in the kitchen or in your fridge or in your pantry it works it totally mm-hmm. works it's yeah. what's cool about them yeah. If you don't have kale, use whatever type of hearty greens you have. You know, if you don't have, use any type of beans you have. If you don't have sausage, you know, you don't need sausage. It could be like yeah. vegetarian or that's super versatile. Um, it's, that's probably one of our go-to dishes to make on a weeknight. It's just any type of tomatoey stew so that has like, yeah, pasta, beans, any type of greens, meat, like anything. It's uh it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. That sounds good. Um so yeah, and then we went out to dinner uh for Manny's birthday on Wednesday, and then we've just been kinda snacking on leftovers all week, uh just trying to use up as much stuff as we can. Uh Mandy made a, a really good um uh coconut curry for dinner which was Ooh. fantastic we had some leftover rice we had some chopped up chicken um a bunch of leftover herbs uh some like snap peas so we decided just throw everything together to use up as much stuff as we can and it was amazing it was really good yeah yeah i think that's uh more people should just try that you know don't worry about uh-huh. the don't worry about finding the recipe or following the recipe verbatim like just just learn and you know it will still be edible it might not be the most delicious thing but the next thing will be better and it will taste good you know oh yeah definitely um yeah just find like a base recipe um and then just tweak adjust 
don't go out to the store just to buy stuff for one recipe. Just use up what you have. Yeah, it'll still be great. Did anybody, maybe this is our book, Justin, where we, we have a recipe and then we write all the things that you could substitute for that recipe. Is that a thing? Um, maybe the way you said it, when you said our book, like we have a book. No, but we're going to, (laughs) we are going to have a book. After episode 10, after episode 10, (laughs) that could be interesting though, where it's like, Hey, here's the recipe, but then here's all the things that can work in the, we shouldn't even say this out loud. We're going to censor this. We're going to cut this out because people are going to steal this idea. We have too many Uh, listeners. (laughs) Um, actually the, uh, the book, um, salt, fat, acid, heat kind of does that. Yeah, oh, they, it kind of yeah, does. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah um, they give Damn you a it. recipe, and then they, yeah, then they they tell you um, different ways that you can adjust. To, you know, if you have this, use this, vice versa. Yeah. And then also this other book by um, Carla Lolly Music. It's called That Sounds So Good. Does the exact same thing. Like she All gives right. you a recipe, and then it has like uh, lists of different like proteins you could sub out, like greens. Oh, greens, right, like fine. Kind of I know. God damn it! I know, I know. I, 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 I totally just trashed your book idea, our book idea, in minutes. <laughs> it's okay. It probably you probably told me about it anyway, and then it was just like stuck in my head that I somehow thought it was my idea, and I said it with such confidence that somebody would have believed me anyway. You said it with such vigor that yeah, I was ready to sell it. <laughs> Literally ready to sell it. It's all right though. Uh, wait, what are you sipping on over there? I see you drinking something. Okay, so yeah, talking about me, you know, not drinking um, since January was over. Uh, I I went back to uh, drinking beer but not as much not as much no, we're not ju- there's no judgment <laughs> I, 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 here. I know i know it's like <laughs> I, I i for some reason i keep thinking like someone is out there judging them but like no one gives a shit like no one no, cares no, it's no, like, no, yeah no. it's fine um so i am drinking a beer by hitchhiker it's called oh. double dry double dry hopped opposite bane they make very good unbelievable beers they, they do make really good beers yeah um, can have a whole po- uh, have a whole episode on beer. Yeah, we should. We, we should. I f- I feel like that would take a lot of prep for me because I I don't want to like shoot from the hip with that because I have a lot to say on beer and I I not prep but I would like to make a lot of notes and have a lot of thoughts ready mm. because there's just so much to talk about with beer. There is. Yeah. yeah, and there's like so many different things that you could do with beer other than just drink it. Yeah, I'm drinking. Um, Actually, I'm, this is an LA 31 beer glass that I probably took from someplace in New Orleans. So I apologize to the restaurant that is missing one LA 31 beer glass. Oh, but gonna, uh, it's just such you. a it's a good it's like a good logo, you know. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've been carrying this around with me for a long time, uh, but I'm not drinking beer. I'm just drinking San Pellegrino's with uh, lemon and lime in them. Zach is a much better influence than I am, dude. I just like a. I, I honestly think I'm a. There's something addictive to these sparkling waters with like fresh cit- citrus. I treat like mm. they're really like the best, like lemon lime sodas you'll ever have. Oh, hands down, they're no. so good. They're so refreshing. No. Um, and there's no sugar in any of this stuff, right? It, I mean, it's just it's just water, carbonated water. Yeah, and yeah. citrus. 
So can't beat it. Um, Um, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to sound too pretentious, but I'm probably going to come off as being too pretentious. But ever since we got back from, um, like our first trip overseas to, uh, Italy, um, I switched to sparkling water and I haven't looked back. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was with you because I always thought it was stupid. And, um, well, I think there's two things. I grew up in where I live. We have really good tap water. Like it is mm-hmm. very delicious and um, not necessarily the case <laughs> in other places that I lived. It kind of tastes like dog shit. Uh, <laughs> it tasted weird, like weird, metallic, heavy stuff. So I do understand why a lot of people do like the idea of canned water or sparkling water. Um, but I um, kind of got on a kick maybe it was in the summertime. Well, seltzers started like coming on strong. Like there's all these ranch waters and seltzers and stuff. And, uh, a lot of them don't taste good to me because they put artificial sweeteners and like Mm -hmm. aspartame and xylitol and all those things. They taste terrible. Like, yeah, I, I, they don't taste like natural anything and they're just horrendous. Like, I can't, I can't drink them. I can't taste them. Um, but Topo Chico, which is a, um, a water, uh, they make some seltzers that are actually pretty good. Um, so I started just drinking the Topo Chico's putting lime in them. And I was like, man, these are good, but they're kind of hard to find. Um, because you either are buying like large bottles of it that go flat or lots of glass bottles, which is like kind of, um, it's kind of silly to be honest to buy a bunch of glass bottles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, even if you're recycling yeah. them, they're really heavy. Uh, they're not easy to find in any grocery stores that I've been in. Um, mm-hmm. So I can get this little San Pellegrino cans and um, you know, I don't feel bad, like terrible about using them either. Yeah. Same. Uh, we used to get uh, plastic bottles of the sparkling water years ago, but you know, I, we've decided like no more plastic like we're i hate i hate plastic i hate the idea of plastic so um we've switched to um just you know regular cans um we we've done like the flavored um sparkling waters i you know i I think we still have um a few like watermelon flavored seltzers um in the fridge right now but lately i've just been getting plain sparkling water and just adding stuff to it yeah that's great yeah i was um i do i want to get into i was looking through my one cabinet and i have um like some i was gonna do some more research on this too but uh basically like the companies that make really high quality um like grenadines or uh orgia uh you know things that you use Mm. for um, cocktail, like classic cocktail kind of making stuff. Um, it, not necessarily like getting into like craft mocktails, but, um, just thinking about, you know, adding some different things to sparkling water to liven it up even. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, during January we've, we've found a lot of great, um, like non-alcoholic, um, aperitifs and spirits that are mm-hmm. fantastic in sparkling water. Yeah. Um, like we, we found a non-alcoholic Amaro, 
uh, that I absolutely love. And I'm usually not a fan of Amaro personally. Really? Um, you don't like Amaro? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh. it's, not, it's not, it's not really my thing, but something about this non-alcoholic one just really oh. hits the spot. I it's, love it's delicious. With Amaro in them. Yeah. Or maybe I just haven't had a good Amaro. Maybe that's something that I should look into. You know who makes a good one oh. is Wiggle. Really? Yeah. It's a really nice Amaro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. Look into yeah. that. Wiggle whiskey. Yeah. Um, okay. It was hard to find. Actually, there was uh, yeah. quite a quite an Amaro shortage in, uh, you know, we live in Pennsylvania, so it's like the weirdest liquor laws maybe next to Utah. Um, <laughs> so it's just really strange. You only get what like the state buys and how it's allocated to different liquor stores. It's so weird. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, there, it was hard to find Amaro for a while, but I think it's it's relatively easy now. Um, mm hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I I just find these. Uh, maybe I just feel like you know smarter or pretentious or European or something. And when I'm you know sitting in my house drinking you know a, a San Pellegrino, maybe that's part of it. Maybe I'm just an asshole. We're, well, then we're both assholes because we both love, we both love smoking wine. There's something wrong with that. Yeah, it's just something about it. Something about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. So. Uh, we had another email, by the way. But before we get into that, uh, it turns out we didn't answer <laughs> Suzanne's email uh, correctly. And I feel like what? it's not, you know, I feel like it's less on how we interpret it and more about how it was written. So I'm going to grab my phone because I got some, I got some clarifying text messages that frankly, uh, I found more confusing. So I'm just going to read them out loud to you <laughs> and maybe you can decipher it. So now, is, is this from Suzanne? Does Suzanne text you? Yeah. Yeah. You she know, Suzanne? Me. Yes, I know. Suzanne. She's a big fan. She's the, she's the OG alcoholic. Uh, oh, also uh, another friend of mine didn't listen to our podcast because he's vegetarian and he only thought we talked about pork pig, pig stuff. Like pit pork, and I said, "What? That's what you think?" Mm. Well, scratch the hog. I can kind of see where he get. I can kind of see where they get that from. He uh, also he also called and he also called it the Hog Show, and I was like, "That's kind of a good name, to be honest." <laughs> that, that, I don't know. That makes me think of like old seventies, like. Yeah. Like game, a game show, show. Yeah. like yeah, the like, hog show. Yeah, the hog show, and then you're just like, you know, hitting hogs with mallets or something. All right, oh, so here she she said <laughs> that's weird. So she said you zero percent answered my question. Oh, and I oh, said, man, I'm so sorry. And I said, what was your question by barley? I thought we were very clear, and um. She said, I expected to hear croutons, mint, minced garlic, stuff like that. Not like what things in the middle aisles would you suggest making at home instead of buying? Like making home, oh, okay. like making homemade instead of buying, uh, I guess, store-bought, a.k.a. breadcrumbs or something like that. Uh, oh, okay. So ingredients from Scratch? the middle of the grocery store. Right. Is she asking what we would buy or what we would make at home instead of buy? 
this is very unclear. I think this is a communication breakdown on mm. Suzanne's part. And I, to be fair, I probably should have um, clarified, but I thought this would just make better content if we didn't understand anything. <laughs> and we, I mean, and, and we drug this out for another episode. <laughs> if we, we're going to get to episode 10 and we're never actually going to answer Suzanne's question. Probably true. It's 100% true. <laughs> Uh, so oh, I mean, she's she's, she's not going to be a hogaholic anymore. <laughs> no, she's, she's going to be a reformed hogaholic. Yeah, uh, hogaholics anonymous. How about that? Uh, so where do we start with that? I don't know. So is she ask? How do you interpret that? Like, what would you make at home instead of buy at the store? Like croutons. I took, I, I took that as what you would buy to make. From the middle of the grocery store. That's that was my interpretation. Okay, but so can you give me an example of what I would wait? <laughs> now See? I'm confused. <laughs> this is okay, the same thing. Yeah, let's just try <laughs> so, to answer it, and then we'll get yelled at again, and then maybe by next episode we'll understand. Okay, well you go first. So I, I'll tell you what: I'll answer it a different way, and you answer it. A way that you interpret it, okay? So okay. if she says like mince garlic or croutons, like would I make those at home, or in, what would you buy in lieu of making at home? Would you would did you understand that? Oh, okay. So instead of making croutons at home, I would buy them at the grocery store. Right? Maybe I don't know. Okay. I would never ever buy a jar of minced garlic. No way, man. I don't like it. No way. It doesn't taste like garlic. It's weird. I don't like it. Yeah, me neither. I, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't buy croutons at the store either. They're easy to make, especially when they you have stale, stale bread. You know, if you want to, like, make sure that you're creating as little waste as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a nice thing to do with your bread on the way out or Blitz it and actually make breadcrumbs with it too. Yeah. 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 I don't actually understand the question. Here's one thing we, that I we, do. We, we just lost our only fan. I am not opposed to boxed cake mixes. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big like, fan of a box cake. I, I I think you could still, it's effectively, you're still making a cake from scratch, except they just have all the dry ingredients in the box for you. Yeah. Dude, making a cake is hard. <laughs> like, it can be hard. It can, it can, it can be hard. Yeah. I recommend can, buying cake from the box. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it still tastes good. Like, yeah. Like, don't it's buy still the, good. Like, don't buy your frosting. Uh, make a buttercream or something, but um, even that could be tricky. Really, it could split. It, it can split. It can split. Yeah, it and, could, or uh, it could be too thick, and then you're just having a nightmare. It, 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 there is yeah. a little bit of practice, but it's worth it. I think it's worth um, practicing. But but get oh, just y- yeah, just buy the box cake mixes. Honestly, it, most yeah. of your bakeries that you go to have giant bags of pre-mixed cake mix that they're just slinging cakes out with. Yeah. Yeah. It's still it's still good. Yeah. Like nothing nothing wrong with it. Like if you're hosting a dinner party and you make all the food and you don't want to make the cake, just fucking cake mix. Like there's no shame in cake mix. 
Yeah. Maybe that's a t- that, that could be a t-shirt. No shame in cake mix <laughs> or box box cake. I like that. Yeah. No shame in cake. No shame um, here. We don't we don't shame yeah, anybody yeah, here. Yeah. Actually, no no shame. No, we don't judge anyone for their food preferences. No, you like what you like. you like. What I you agree. Like. I think people like yeah. what they like. I just hope that people um, uh, try things. I think that's important. Don't just not like them f- for the sake of not liking them. Um, you could try something. It could open up a whole new world of food, you know, and that's exciting. Yeah. So wait, did we yeah. answer Suzanne's question? Uh, I don't think we did, but I, I, I need to go back because I, I just said, oh, we don't, we don't judge people for their food preferences, but I'm pretty sure I judged you when you said you didn't like chocolate, uh, like chocolate ice cream. We can judge each other, but we just, we don't judge the, <laughs> the fandom. Okay. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> I know you well enough that I could judge you on your uh, terrible choices of not liking chocolate ice cream. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I, <laughs> I still stand by that. Honestly, even going through the ice cream course, we were trying. So one of the um, they made we had we did like ice cream tasting, and uh, it was like fourteen or fifteen ice creams that we were tasting. So think about like vanilla or base. And we were tasting them side by side by side by side and trying to understand what was different in them. Blind taste testing, taking notes. So like one might have used a different type of um, sweetener. One had more overrun. One had this, one had that. And I hated the chocolate ice cream. It's disgusting. And you know why? It's hard. It's hard to make it work because chocolate ice cream is typically made from a powder. And when you – if you – the amount of chocolate powder that you have to add to get chocolate flavor, it makes it a weird, it can make it a weird texture. Hmm. That's, that's good, my, that's, that's my point. That's my opinion. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. So back, did yeah. we answer this question or do you want to, should we move on no. and just wait till next, next episode? How uh, are you, how would you answer that? Wait, um, reread it? It, it, yeah, reread it. <laughs> okay. You 0% answered my questions. I expected to hear croutons, mince, minced garlic, stuff like that. Not like what things in the middle aisles would you suggest making at home instead of buying? Um, like making homemade instead of buying store-bought. AKA breadcrumbs. Something, something like that. Okay. So yeah, to me, that sounds like what would you like? Would you make croutons at home instead of buying them at the store? Would you mince up garlic rather than buying jarred garlic? Would you make your own breadcrumbs instead of buying store breadcrumbs? Got it. That's what that's what that sounds like to me. Uh-huh. Um, so, um, yeah, none of those things I would ever buy at the store. I would. You, I would. You wouldn't buy breadcrumbs at the store. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I would buy. I would buy breadcrumbs, but just panko breadcrumbs. Okay. I don't. I, I wouldn't buy the uh, Italian seasoned breadcrumbs like that type of stuff. No, I we we usually only buy panko breadcrumbs. Uh, but everything else, we typically try to make at home. We mince up our own garlic. We make our own breadcrumb. Our our own croutons. Um, Toasting your own croutons at home is delicious. They're so oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially uh, when they're they're like kind of crunchy on the outside, but with like mm-hmm. a slight chew, mm-hmm. like a little mm-hmm. you know spongy. Yeah, chew. you toss them in yeah. olive oil; they soak up the olive oil. Oh, yeah, so good. Yeah, and then you can add whatever spices and seasonings you want. It's yeah, just, oh, oh, 
They're good. Yeah. yeah, I would never buy minced garlic, uh, mostly because I don't think it tastes good. Um, mm-hmm. It it tastes like a different. It's a it's it's not garlic flavor. It's sitting in oil. It tastes like something else. So mm-hmm. uh, I I don't think it's a time saver. I think you know for you to smash, you get a garlic press. Like just get a garlic press and smash your like it tastes the same uh, same amount of time. Um, I have breadcrumbs on hand all the time, uh, panko and regular. But to your point, like usually not seasoned because, um, you know, I have all the seasoning. So it seems silly to ha- like buy seasoned breadcrumbs. Uh, what other things might be, you know, in the middles that you're um, maybe making? Like I'm not churning my own butter at home, but no uh, soup. Uh, I'll, I'll never buy canned soup. No, that's a good point. Yeah, no, never. It's, uh, I, I just can't, um, I, I, I can't stand like pre like processed soups. They're just way too salty. They don't have that much flavor. Um, they're just not that good. You know, so I don't even bother. I agree. Um, but, uh, stocks and broths, uh, always great. We should have like a whole like episode on pantry stuff like having a well-stocked mm-hmm. pantry um yeah so you can like basically it's like almost like you can cook anything like if you have the right like you know good stuff in your pantry um oh i always have i always have chicken stock on hand typically like low sodium uh you know zero to net low sodium just because mm-hmm. i like controlling the amount of salt in the dish um you know, it's an interesting product and I've used it a few times with uh, really good um, outcomes is like the better than, is it better than bouillon or better than mm. something? Yeah. It comes in uh, in the jar and it's yeah. a, a paste. Yeah. yeah. I love that stuff. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I th- maybe yeah. we did answer this. This is good stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely stocks for sure. Just because to make your own stock, it, it does take a while and you need like a whole chicken or chicken parts and like a lot of vegetables, which a lot of the times you don't really have on hand. Um, like it's great when you have the op- the opportunity to make it, you have all the ingredients, you can make a whole batch, put it in the freezer, just, you know, take out one cup, um, you know, measurements, Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you put the stock in like little cups, freeze it, and then take out as many cups as you need, throw it in, blah, blah, blah. Um, but well, don't glaze over that. That's a really good idea. That's a good tip because um, if I'm making something or I have, you know, bones or carcass or whatever left over and I want to make a stock, uh, I always put it in like cork containers. And then I have like frozen icebergs of stock in my fridge that I'm like, ah, do I need that? That not, but that's a really good idea. Like maybe get ice cube trays and freeze mm-hmm. it in ice cube trays and put them in a Ziploc or just, yeah. you know, f- f- smaller frozen discs. So you can pull out, um, smaller quantities. They'll melt faster. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have a lot of the small daily containers, which are about a cup, two cups, Mm-hmm. And then we'll just take up all those and then fill them with stock and freeze them. So to your point, we don't have massive containers of stock mm-hmm. um, if we only need like a cup or two. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so we move on to our second ever email. Yes. Yeah. This is from uh, a fan of the show. 
uh, I don't even know if it's worth mentioning his his name, Pete. Um, <laughs> Pete. I, be- I will begrudgingly <laughs> read this email. Uh, subject line, favorite recipe. With St. Patrick's Day coming up, I'd love to hear about your favorite Irish soda bread recipes. I bet Zach puts raisins in his. So uh, this is an email trolling me for two reasons, <laughs> maybe three. Uh, I don't like raisins in food. Well, that's not true. I, I like some raisins in food. I don't like arbitrarily just dumping raisins and things, you know, for the, for the sake of for the sake of like, yeah, like a oatmeal cookie or a pumpkin muffin or a chocolate chip oatmeal cookie is better than a chocolate or an oatmeal raisin cookie preach right <laughs> yeah and there's nothing worse yeah. to, than biting into something thinking it's chocolate only for it to be a raisin like it's <laughs> <ugh>. horrendous <laughs> this right? happens so many times <laughs> so and bad it's like it's the most disappointing one of the most disappointing things that you can encounter like in why your life why does as a it... child <laughs> Why does an oatmeal cookie? You already have oats. They're dry. Like, why are you putting dehydrated fruit in your oatmeal cookie? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't it make does sense. Not, I, I, no. All right. And then, like, breads. Breads don't need raisins. I will have to disagree with you there. I don't I don't particularly like sweet breads, like raisin, swirl, cinnamon breads. Those are, those are not my favorite kinds of breads. But if that's where you're going with it. Those are the only types of breads that I will actually eat because I don't I don't like raisins at all either. Yeah. But in certain applications like uh, Chelsea buns, panettones. I w- I was going to say I panettone. Would... I love a panettone. I accept the f- raisins in a panettone. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you there. I do. I'm with you there. Those are the only the only way that I will really eat a raisin. Is that a bread? A panettone? It's kind of a bread. It's kind of a muffin it's, it's bread like a cake. Su- like a sweet bread, sweet yeasty bread. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So he's so back to the question. Um, he knows that I don't love raisins. Uh, he knows that I definitely don't like the holiday of St. Patrick's Day. And mm-hmm. um, he probably knows that I never ate soda bread. So this this is just layered. This is all this is. <laughs> this is this is Pete being Pete. And uh to answer his question, uh, I will not be celebrating St. Patrick's Day. I will not make soda bread probably ever in my life, and uh, there will not be raisins in it. We can talk about why I don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day, but that might be a lot to handle. Hmm. Yeah. What about you? you soda you, bread? You, you, uh, I mean, I've had a good soda bread. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it maybe like one uh i've never made it so i don't have a, a favorite recipe yeah that's fair that's fair um and i, I i'm with zach i wouldn't have, i wouldn't put raisins in it um, either um yeah, i mean i like soda i like bread soda, soda bread yeah so, I mean, yeah. yeah okay whatever yeah. Yeah. are you let me ask I'll, this question I'll leave it are you irish no yeah see me neither all right this is why this is this, there's, we have no there's no part of our beings that's like oh Saint, like we don't I St. Patrick's like it's almost like PTSD like going through college in St. Patrick's Day. It is the mm-hmm. most annoyingly aggressive 
unnecessary holiday, like it, what it's turned into from what it should be. That's my Man, opinion. Here to make a lot of people mad. Oh, okay, well, St. Patty's Day in <laughs> Pittsburgh is a big deal, and I get it. It is a I, big deal. I lived yeah. in the Irish Channel in New Orleans where they had a parade where they literally threw cabbages, carrots, potatoes at you on floats. I had a coworker wearing football helmets because she got hit by a cabbage and broke her nose the year before. Jesus. You can't throw cabbages. Cabbages are like, they're like, they weigh like 20 pounds. They're like rocks. <laughs> exactly. Uh, man, you just have to like go out there with nets and like cat- catch all that stuff and make like, a good um, corned beef later in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, do like corned beef. It's a shame that they don't throw corned beef at you. I cooked her like raw, like like just raw, like cuts of pastrami. It would make sense if it was cooked, because yeah. that way you can just like take huge, like mouthful bites out of corned beef, Which, like just like slabs, like a frisbee. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And then you have two slices of bread trying to catch each slice. Oh yeah, good bread hands. <laughs> yeah, with your bread, your bread mitts. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that's it's that's that'll be our instead of oven mitts we'll make bread bits coming coming soon from scratch the hog bread bread mitts, bread mitts? <laughs> so stupid it's good though it's good though um uh, so that's probably enough of a rant i don't need to alienate most of the uh irish uh following that we have but uh it's just not something we, I, I grew up italian you grew up italian it's just not a holiday it's not a holiday, right? We don't really <laughs> we don't look at it as a holiday. It's not our thing. So uh, I don't eat soda bread. I love a panettone with raisins. <laughs> are you, got, how do you feel? You, you feeling okay? You good, you good after that? No, no. He, uh, he, he, I fell. I fell for it. He was baiting me, and I fell for it. That's what that was. Pete, why did you do this? Uh, why did you do this? It's funny that. Like we're able to answer Pete's question, no problem. But Suzanne's question, we had to wait like three episodes to answer. It's true, so true. We're still not sure if we answered it. Well, we'll find. We'll find out. That's funny. We'll find out. That is funny. So, um, what else? I, you had some some um, uh, good topics you wanted to bring up and talk about. Um. Did I? Yeah, but while you're looking, hmm. uh, okay. we want we do want to hear from other people. I mean, how could you imagine better answers to questions than this? So email <laughs> us scratchthehog at gmail.com. And this um, is a good time to like and subscribe. Whatever format you're listening to this set, hit the stars, hit the subscribe button. It's good. And we are also on what? I was going to say share it, but what else are we on? Uh, you, YouTube. <laughs> you just shush me, sir. No, no, I was going to say share it <laughs> with your with your fellow foodies. Uh, we are also on Instagram at Scratch the Hog, oh. and you can also message us there as well. Oh, you can slip into yeah. our DMs. Yeah, just slide right into our DMs. If you don't feel like opening up the email and all this other stuff, composing, just dm us dm yeah just send a stream of conscious through the through the dms <laughs> perfect 
Um, yeah, I'd say let's wrap it up with something quick. Okay. A nice little, nice little shorty. All right. What's the shorty? Mm. Let me see here. Okay. All right. Menu sizes. I love this topic. Okay. Well, then I will start us off. So <laughs> today, today, Mandy and I, we had a uh, lovely Saturday. We just like went out, did some shopping, ate some food. Um, we, we were really in the mood for hot dogs. We haven't had a good hot dog in a while. So we mm-hmm. stopped at this uh, hot dog shop in Lawrenceville in Pittsburgh called Frankie's. And there's only four things on the menu. Footlong hot dog, sausage sandwich, kielbasa, meatball sandwich. And the toppings are kraut, chili, cheese, onions, mustard, ketchup. That's it. Beautiful. Yeah. They know they, they you know, have only four things. They do it right. It was good. Indulgent. I mean, it was a footlong chili. Hey, this guy, we got a footlong chili cheese dog. Like, oh, what could, what could be better than that? Is that the old place at the beginning of Lawrenceville? Uh, or is this yeah. like a yeah, yeah, like where mm-hmm. where the strip and Lawrenceville come together? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. That, I know what you're talking about. I never ate there. It's it was solid. It was solid. It was uh, yeah. The it was a footlong, but the bun was <laughs> like for a regular size hot dog. So it's like you have like two inches of of bare hot dog on each side. Okay. Okay, of course. Why not? Which I mean, I am not a huge fan of eating a hot dog without the bun, uh-huh. um, but it was good. Nice, it was good. Yeah, um, a hot yeah. dog can be good for sure. Like um, a good hot dog is a good hot dog. It doesn't have to be gourmet. It just needs to be done well. Mm-hmm. To your point, yeah. like if you know what you're good at, stick to it. Don't add other other BS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. In in terms of, you know, the amount of items on the menu, are you a fan of a very limited menu or do you like to have a lot of choices Mm -hmm. when it comes to dining at a restaurant or does it depend on the type of restaurant? Okay. Yeah. Those are, those are really, excuse me. Those are really good questions. So personally, I have a hard time. Well, um, this could, we could get into like a whole conversation about how, like the type of person you should be when you go to restaurants in a way. So, um, like, don't be demanding. Don't tell the kitchen to do a bunch of shit for you. That's they don't do like, don't do that kind of stuff. Obviously, if you had food allergies or you cannot eat something for some, like there's certain, there's parameters and there's ways to do that, right? Um, I have a really hard time. I get overwhelmed with big menus. You know, mm-hmm. I'm 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 pacing back and forth. Do I want a pasta? Do I want a meat? Do I want you know blah 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 blah? blah. You're giving me six pastas. You're giving me four meats. You got a whole thing for seafood, and I also feel like it's not like a indicator of um high quality food across the board it's really hard to cover 
all of that stuff well logistically you have to store all that stuff so that means that it might become it's a lot of frozen stuff or you're dropping things in the deep fryer that's coming from um like a like a like a cisco truck you know like food service mm-hmm. stuff like they're they're big men it's not always the case I'm, I'm sure there's places that have big menus and they're making a lot of things from scratch whatever but um i would say generally speaking the bigger the menu th- there's <laughs> they're they're cutting efficiencies and freshness to 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 be able to cover that whole thing so mm-hmm. i like a limited menu for a couple reasons it helps me focus um you know, you're only getting a couple items in like your your appetite, like, you know, your appetizers or starters, you know, maybe there's one chicken dish, there's one fish dish, there's one, you know, beef dish and, um, you know, sides, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that because I can try different things. Um, and typically, if a restaurant does that, they change it semi-frequently which is also really exciting because when you go back it's a completely different small menu Mm -hmm. and they're honing that whole thing you know to get it right um i like small menus because you know again i can't make good decisions i want and i also want to go there because i want the kitchen to tell me what to eat right yeah yeah 100 percent agree Okay, yeah. that's all you have to say on that. Yeah, you know, did I did I take up too much air talking about that? Oh no, no, I mean, I mean, you basically hit on everything that I my my point of view and my preferences uh, for that. Um, yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. Uh, it it's and it also too when you have like a really huge menu, uh, at least for me, I'm always stuck at that. You know, the 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 waiter has come to the table for the third time. And <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not ready yet. It, not ready yeah, yet. and it's like, like I'm not ready yet, but everyone else is ready. And so it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll, I'll pick something real quick. You, you go to me last. <laughs> everyone everyone yeah. makes, you, they make the round, and then it comes to me. I still haven't decided, like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll go with this. But, like, I didn't yeah. want that originally. I just, right. I, I was uh, uh, too much anxiety of, like, trying to pick between, like, this novel <laughs> of a menu. And then I'm stuck with this thing that I it's fine that I didn't want originally. And yeah, yeah, exactly, it, exactly. Yeah, it's a it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, um, I think I wonder too. Like, generally dining, like we big menus used to be a thing. Like that was definitely mm-hmm. um, a trend. Uh, a lot of like chain restaurants have big menus, um, which is I mean it's it's fine, but like if it's definitely um, hard to do a big menu well when you're thinking about your food costs and the logistics of getting stuff out timely. So mm-hmm. it could mean there's a lot of like pre-made stuff, you mm-hmm. know, coming from food service yeah. versus like the kitchen staff is prepping that. Um, and that's, I'm not saying that's the case for everything, but, um, it is tend, tends to be an indicator. They have cans of pudding. You know, those cans of pudding that I'm talking about those big, no, have you ever seen like cans of pudding, like chocolate pudding? Literally never saw a tin can of pudding in my entire life. 
Man, you have not lived until you see Where do I... a, can, a can of pudding. <laughs> Where do you get a can of pudding? Go to GFS, Gordon Food Service. Is it they like... Have can, they have cans of pudding. Can I? Is it like a filling, like a pie filling? It could be a filling or what you put like on a buffet. Like, you know, when you go to like, oh. like when you're a kid and you went to Ponderosa um, and yeah. they just have like the, 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 the like vats the butter. of pudding. <laughs> you know, I kind of love a pudding, to be honest. Oh, pudding is amazing. It's so good. We were at um, Kennywood in the summertime and I was just like in a, they had that like, they have that like indoor cafeteria space. I don't know what it's called. You know what I'm talking about at Kennywood? It's like a little the, cafe, like, the, ca- the cafeteria at Kenny. Is that what it's called? The cafeteria? Uh, wait, one minute. food court. Yeah, yeah. whatever. And um, <laughs> for some reason, I saw like pudding just it's again, it's like July. It's like 90 degrees outside. And I was like, <laughs> you know, so it seems like good to skip. It's a terrible decision. I don't know why I it just looked good, but it had like the skin over it. It was terrible. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Pudding skin. Ugh. Um. <laughs> But I do like pudding. I never saw a can of it, though. I always thought you had to like buy the powder and make it, or it comes I mean, in like little the... snack packs, like little s- snack packs. Oh yeah, I mean, there's uh, so many vessels for pudding storage. Canning <laughs> a can is one of them. You can put in. You can literally put in anything. Yeah, it's true. You put in your sneakers. It'll take the shape for your sneakers. <laughs> Darling, fetch my pudding sneakers. <laughs> well, I think we got the wow. episode title, Old Pudding Sneakers. <laughs> Literally writing that down. Please do. That's amazing. How, how else? Is there, uh, there's, there's no higher note to end this episode, I don't think, right? Uh, no. Okay. No, that's, uh, I think that, that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I, I will send you um, uh, cans of pudding. Im- Im- like images of cans of pudding of where you can find cans of pudding. All right. And I'll buy them yeah. and put them in my sneakers and send you images of that. <laughs> Please put pudding in just the sneakers. She'll kill me. Um, <laughs> worth it, though. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, episode four in the bag. Um, I want to wish you and Mandy a wonderful uh, vacation. Detach. Thank you. Enjoy it. Uh, Listen to all the Big Willie style that you can get in. Of course. Um, And to our uh, faithful hogaholics, thanks for sticking with us for another hour and 18 minutes, I guess. And um, make sure, you know, share the episodes, like, subscribe, and, and send us, send us. DMs slip into our DMs. Yeah. We'll answer everything, except for Pete. Pete, don't DM us this yeah. time. Pete, goddamn Pete. Pete. Uh, Pete. All right, buddy. Till next time. Zach, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Take care. You too, bud. Later. <laughs>